This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. Welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam, where we talk about everything to do with the human side of property. And this week, we've got two amazing guests with us. We've got the lovely Vic and Shelly Singh. Uh, so we have known these guys for several years. They've been through training organizations with us. We've been through lots of drunken nights, lots of parties. Skiing. Uh, and Helen back. And Helen back. So I'm just going to hand straight over to you, Vic and Shelly. Um, tell us who you are. And a wee bit about yourself. Well, you just told them everything. <laughs> yeah, it was lovely to have you on. We'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay, Shelly, you want to go first? Okay, hi everyone. I am Shelly. Um, I am um, a property developer, mentor, master hun- masterminding host. Master, master uh, honey. Master honey. <laughs> <laughs> and, and most recently, I'm also a newbie mum. Um, so, um, over to you, Vic. Oh, that was quick. Um, <laughs> I thought are, I'd you, are you also a newbie mum, Vic? Yeah, I'm, I'm a newbie mum's assistant. Oh, uh, very, good. very good. And you said you weren't funny. That's funny. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how to be funny. So Just like that. Vic uh, here, uh, been in property uh, since 16. Uh, since the age of 16, that's, that's good going. <laughs> no, since 2016. Ah, okay. But you're an early starter. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so, yeah, um, ha- have a, uh, what I was about to say. Yeah, you have properties? Uh, have a portfolio of HMOs uh, where <laughs> I had, uh, I've made blunders after blunders after blunders. Way uh, to sell yourself, love it. Yeah, <laughs> really, but really enjoyed the experience and especially the human, human side of property. Mm. Really enjoyed yeah. that part. Um, and after I got myself uh, uh, reasonably well with the property, I chose to work on my life's mission, uh, which is to inspire people to live the life of their full potential. So I'm quite honored to say I am helping people with a mindset. So I'm a mindset and a business coach and uh, I run a, a, um, a mindset uh, for property investors uh, mentorship program as well, uh, where I experience loads of side of human experience, what it takes to be in property. So yeah, that's me. Uh, and uh, thank you for having us. Thank you. No worries. Well, that's definitely a human side of property is the blunders that come along with it. Not many people will actually admit the blunders that they've had. They'll only tell you about the good things. So, yeah. Well, the thing Thank about you. Vic, the thing about Vic and Charlie is that they're blunderbusters. <laughs> blunderbusters. Oh, you should coin that if you haven't already. Blunderbusters, mm. love it. Yeah, the blunderbusters of property, mm. and you can see you can see the the imagery as well. A blunderbus. Is it a blunderbus? I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Isn't it like a blunderbuss? Isn't it like a a gun that sheets out? (laughs) Niall, do you know what he's talking about? I have no clue. Not a clue. It's a new word for me, so I'm going to write it down. (laughs) Please continue, and I'm going to get on on the internet. On Google. Vic, Vic, (laughs) you you writing words down makes me laugh so much, because 
So um, I have mentored both Shally and Vic on the speak public speaking side of things. And when Vic and I are working together, my favourite thing is Vic saying, what's that word? Let me write it down. He always <laughs> writes it down. He's good. Very well, good. I've, it you it know, is a, blund a blunderbuss, not a blunderbuster. I, I think it's, it's blunderbuss. <laughs> because when I came to this country, I could not speak even a one full line of English <clears throat> together. And that's how I, uh, I was told to just write down what I hear something new and what I don't understand and ask openly. Uh, and uh, that's how, uh, I, I mean, I think after uh, Joe finishes speaking, I, I I'm sh must be spending five, 10 minutes. Joe, you said that word, that word, that word, that <laughs> word. And she has to go back saying, did I actually use that word? Is uh, there a Cockney rhyming slang? <laughs> <laughs> did, I, did, I, did I really mean to say that word? They're talking about apples and pears in properties and he doesn't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it's the finishing touches. It's the football. <laughs> love that. Love that. Um, so so what, what is the blunderbuss then, Matt? A blunderbuss is a firearm with a short, large caliber barrel, which is flared at the muzzle and frequently throughout the entire bore and used with shot and other projectiles of relevant quantity or caliber. Well, that was completely irrelevant. Thank you for that. So irrelevant. An, an early predecessor of the modern shotgun. Yeah. Lovely. Mm. I feel um, that, it's that's, a, in, that's it's a minute in, of my life that I'll never get back. Sorry about it's that. It's used in is... military and defensive uses. Can hmm. you stop now? Because I feel like we've got two guests and we're talking about guns. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So question for you, Vic and Shelley. You can answer separately or together. What does the human side of property look like to you guys? To me, if I'm not having fun um, on the side of property, we, it's uh, from the purchasing perspective to uh, going to conveyancing perspective uh, or even the construction perspective, if I'm not having fun, uh, then I would feel the journey and the whole model is a bit empty. Uh, to me, I really enjoy that side of property, uh, although it drives me nuts at times, uh, as you all experience dealing with all amazing professionals. Um, but again, that's a human side. You will have a planning consultant uh, submitting a wrong application. Can you imagine that? And that's, I've uh -huh. experienced that. And that's a human, human side of the property. It's like, how is possible? Yeah. So, Sometimes you feel like, like you, you could do with a few of those blunderbusses that Matt's talking about. <laughs> Very nice, Niall. <laughs> very good, very good linking there. <laughs> Pulling it back in together, yeah. yeah. It wasn't irrelevant. No, it wasn't. It ah, see, damn it. There you go. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think um, that's actually something that doesn't really get talked about enough because there are a lot of guests have come on and said the human side of property is the teams that they work with or it's the you know, the human challenges that they face in their property deals. But actually, there's something to be said of the lighter side of property, which is having fun, you know, like that was one of the reasons we set up this podcast was to just talk about the fun stuff, the funny stuff that when you talk to friends or family, they just don't get it. But you sort of like you, you'll say it to Matt and he'll be like <laughs> pissing himself laughing because he gets it, you know. Um, so like, yeah, I like the fact that you've gone for the fun side of property because that's such a human experience, isn't it? It's definitely part of it. It is. Yeah. I mean, having said that, it can be super frustrating at times and uh, you really definitely want to shoot all of them at once. 
with one, <laughs> like with one shot, kill all of them together. But <laughs> if you're not having fun, I guess you will. And I think that's interesting what I realized. If I am not having fun, uh, I would not be in this business for long because this this business full of what's that? What was that? Blunderbusters. So. <laughs> uh, see, this is why you're right to work, son. I'm just imagining now all of your professional team lined up yeah. <laughs> waiting to face the firing squad. And, <laughs> and you having loads of fun doing it. Boom, that one's gone. My builder's gone. Boom, like your planning consultant. Boom, like just get rid of them all. Any field yeah. planning applications? Yeah. I feel like doing that to you as well, babe. <laughs> ah, there we are. There we go. There you go. Any matter of time. <laughs> there she is. For me, the human side would be, you know, the, the fun part of working together as well in property, you know, as a couple working together uh, in your property business. That That is quite, um, you know, pretty huh? much a blunder buster as well. And you do feel like firing off each other because um, there's so much that happens. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a group therapy session or a couple it. therapy session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let it out, guys. Talk, talk, talk. But you know what? I, I totally get it. We're being in business with my um, with my partner as well, or yeah. at least working together. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally understand the frustrations. Especially We've done a full episode on it. We have, um, oh, with a young baby as well. So uh, I'm, I'm just a few months behind you. <laughs> or, or years? How, how, how old is Kian now? Uh, 18 months now. 17. Oh, a year, a year behind you, yeah. Mm, good year. Such a little okay. rascal. Sorry, seventeen. <laughs> seventeen. <laughs> wow, he's grown up. This yeah. hair, man. These two, the genetic. I mean, I remember when Shally was pregnant. We were having theories about whose hair is he going to get, because Shally's hair on a day-to-day -day basis is so beautiful and so sleek and so full. But she, I mean, right? You have you you pay to have it in that state. It's natural state. All <laughs> kinds of crazy. Right. So Vic's also got incredibly thick hair. And then, I mean, I couldn't wait to meet him. I was like, oh, what? but the first thing I wanted to know, whose hair has he got? Because he's either going to have a good life or, 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 a, or a challenging life based on his hair. He's got a good life. He's got Vic's hair. Hurrah! Something yeah. for me. Something for me. <laughs> <laughs> Your little contribution. <laughs> a little contribution, yes. Oh, he's so beautiful. But he looks so, he looks so much like you, Shelley, doesn't he? He looks so much like you. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been quite a journey. Like uh, on the property side, working together, that is another thing. On top of it, then being a parent as well. And sometimes all of those roles they just go in a mixture, and you're like you're not sure which hat you're wearing or what's going on. Uh, you know that that is definitely a very humanly element. Would I say. Mm. And I'm sure Matt can Matt can say that because again, uh, it's not easy to work as uh, partners together. But then you have a baby; the third person comes in uh, in the picture as well, and then you have to do things. And you all of all three, all two of you have got responsibilities. And now it's like, well, who is going to look after the baby so the one can do the job? Uh, and that's that can be very interesting. And especially during this time, COVID, we couldn't even send him to the nursery. So I'm sure Lara is absolutely experiencing it. And uh, we have done really, um, yeah, we have experienced that. Um, and he wants to be with you. And um, yeah. yeah, so it's doable. Yeah. Going back to the it's doable with the, even having we, a baby. We're still probably. okay. We're still, we're still, still okay. Uh, <laughs> we're still, still doing reasonably well. But um, 
yeah, it's it's, it's a different fun. It's a different fun. <laughs> different, it's a, different a whole different fun. level of fun. Yeah, <laughs> like that is a different fun. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. And um, so, you guys um, have potentially come prepared with a question for us today. Maybe an off-the-cuff question, perhaps. Maybe an off-the-cuff question, or maybe two. Ooh. Yeah. Because you were trying to decide whether it should be a sensible property question or a silly question. Listen, on Property Jam, we can roll with both. So fire away. Oh, it's back to the guns. Carry on. <laughs> ah, fun with the guns. <laughs> well, talk us through, uh, maybe in one line, all three of you, talk us about your uh, blunder blusters so far. The biggest one. One, one each yeah, from one. all three of you. The biggest top blunder. One from, no, top one from Niall and top one from Matt. So are you asking for the biggest blunder or the biggest blunder buster, as in how we manage, like the best solution to a problem? The best well, problem or the best solution? Well, oh, I, I it's interesting. I think it could be both. What was the blunder and how are you kind of busted? <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Let's do that. So, sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling I could be looking for a new business partner by the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> ladies first joe would you like to go oh god not really I, I i you know i was asked this question on a podcast recently and i found it really hard to answer because there are so I many actually... <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to choose where do you start which fuck up do you start with <laughs> <laughs> One thing I knew for sure that I'm going to laugh for the next one hour with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and that's definitely happening. Oh, we knew it. We knew it. Um, yeah, it, I think it's really hard to say like what you fucked up because actually when I look back on my fuck ups, sorry, I should use better language, my blunderbusters. Um, it's when I've learned the most and actually when the projects probably turned around to be better, even though it was a real challenge in the moment. Uh, I think the thing that I, my biggest, I'll tell you what my biggest blunder was, is underestimating the potential that I had in the early days. Because I know that I could have taken on more than I did when I started. And I think all of that was driven by fear of getting it wrong. Fear of getting it wrong has been the biggest blunder for me starting out. And I think at the time, you don't know that because you're doing it. Well, I certainly was doing property for the first time, having never done property before. And it felt big and it felt scary and it felt new. But having now got experience having now seen that it really, when you're starting out on the smaller ones, it can't actually go that wrong. Like it just can't, not really, not in the grand scheme of things, to take bigger leaps and to take bigger risks. So 
it's more of a regret, I think, than a blunder, if that makes sense. Like the blunders of like, you know, misbudgeting a project or painting the walls the wrong colour or, you know, appointing the wrong builder or, you know, you know, didn't handle a certain situation the best way you possibly could. Didn't you know, like all of that just feels like a learning curve. Like, yeah. Wonderful. Mm. Mm. I, I, okay, the blunder so, was me, what I'm saying. The blunder was me. You are your own blunder. I was my own blunder, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I think one of the blunders that I made quite early on was when the, when the purchase of my first to-be HMO, so bought a house to convert it to HMO, had an investor on board and they pulled out like a week before it was due to complete on the sale. So the big that the blunder in that scenario was not having a backup investor or more than one investors on board. So that when they pulled out, I was literally left high and dry uh, with one week to go. So I could have lost the deal. Um, mm -hmm. And they thankfully was able to find a replacement investor very late in the day. Cost me an arm and a leg in, in interest, but I still got the house. Um, so I think that, yeah, so having having a backup, not relying on one person to either as an investor, as a builder, as an architect, as anything in the business, having a backup in place, no matter what the scenario is. So you're not reliant on any one individual. Yeah. That's a good nice one. Well. And Matt's falling asleep. Oh no, he's doing his usual. He's overthinking it, isn't he? Mm. I'm trying to, yeah, trying to, I'm, I'm, ticking through my fuck-ups in my head. We could um, be here a while. <laughs> Thank you. everyone. I agree with um, everything that's gone before. Thank you. And I was going to, well, I was, I was going to say that my um, biggest fuck-up was, or biggest, sorry, blunder. I don't know why I'm swearing so much today. Um, I love it. My, my biggest blunder was probably in, Well, there's two parts. There's probably um, putting too much faith in some people, mm -hmm. um, which is unjustified. Um, and assuming that they will just get it done and, and, and sort things out. So um, probably deferring, deferring responsibility too soon or without the correct information or correct, or, um, correct training. So... Um, when working with staff in the past, I've potentially just said, oh, they're the expert at it. Yeah, that's why I'm getting them. They'll, they'll just get on and deal with it. Whereas actually I gave them no guidance, no direction, et cetera. So I've learned that the hard way. And now one of the biggest things that I work on is, is the team. And then I will know I'm enforcing all sorts of weird and wonderful things um, with, with the team. We're not enforcing. I'm encouraging um, all sorts of things. So having our first team retreat in a couple of weeks, Zoom retreat. <laughs> Which is, be, which is going to be so exciting. Sounds yeah. so relaxing. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it's it's a it's a group team bonding slash um, visioning visioning um, session. Anyway, so that was one thing. And uh, <coughs> excuse me, talk about yourselves. Oh my God, he's got a stein of water. Wow. Yeah, it's to remind me of um, good old days of drinking beer. Oh yes, beer. yeah. Dry January still. Those who listened to the uh, the previous episodes will know that. Um, so yeah, the other blunder was in just following on from what Niall said is paying too much interest when I didn't have to. 
So um, probably undervaluing my worth in relation to the investor's worth. So giving too much interest away. Um, so, and obviously the implication of that was that um, um, life becomes harder or, or it, it doesn't, it maybe it doesn't allow for as much contingency as you maybe would have liked. So when things go, well, well things can go royally wrong. Um, it means that you've just, you, you've, ha you've taken away your headroom. So, um, yeah, so giving too much away to a couple of investors in particular. Um, yeah. Does that answer the question? Yeah, and there's so much we can relate to in that sense as well, uh, especially I, I would talk about <coughs> deferring responsibility because I think one of my biggest uh, realizations or blunders was that I did not realize, uh, you know, how big a marathon this is. Mm -hmm. I thought that I would just need a couple of properties and off I go and I'm relaxing on a beach somewhere, not worrying about anything. <laughs> Obviously that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely answers the question and, uh, you know, kind of uh, something I can definitely relate to. I think that's a really good point, Shelley. So the best and more of a realization rather than a blunderbuster, because you don't know what you don't know going into this. And yeah. we all go, we've all gone into it with the same rose-tinted glasses that, like you said, we'll wake up tomorrow morning and we'll be millionaires lying on a beach. Um, <laughs> it, takes, it takes more than a couple of bites of lettuce for that to happen. Um, and it, you do have to learn along the way. Yeah. You have to learn to be tough as well, don't you? You really do. You have to toughen up in property. And it's linked to that deferral of responsibility. When you have a team that are so good at what they do, but there's like a weak link and you have to deal with that weak link. Like I remember I had a joiner on one project who I paid a substantial amount of money to and they were turning up on the project and um, I had a logbook so that I could keep track of, you know, who was coming in and out of the property. And this particular joiner was turning up and basically not, he was in so my my builder had contracted him to do some of the woodwork so there was money coming out of his budget but I had also contracted him to do some bespoke joinery so it was coming out of my budget and so but what he was doing was invoicing twice and getting paid twice oh, wow. so he was and so and I I didn't know this and I can't remember how it came to my attention I think actually my builder told me and just said I'd watch him because he's misbehaving and I remember I, I'm good at managing people. It's one of my strong skills, but I remember being so frightened to deal with that situation because I had the fear that they were going to walk off the job. You know, that was the thing that was sitting in the background. So it was that fear again. But actually, once, it, once I confronted him, it was fine. And the payment didn't get made, even though he protested, he protested. It, the payment didn't get made, the job did get finished, but I just had this angst that sat with me the whole time. So you have to sit with that angst because even though you're the boss, it doesn't mean you're going to get liked. And that's something you have to learn, especially when you're dealing with, you know, teams and personalities and oh, all of that stuff. It's hard, really hard. Mm. You know, when I used to work in corporate world, in hotels, one thing really used to bug me that why every conversation has to be backed up by an email or written confirmation. And now being in the property, I rely is actually so much true. You so much is doable that uh, every conversation you have, it's vital that you just uh, have to make a note or uh, send them a copy. 
Uh, and that's something has been my biggest learning that even I'm talking to planning consultant or builders, they talk to so many people like me every single day. And three months down the line, they're not going to remember what we discussed. It was out of the context of contract. And I think that has been um, my biggest learning that never assume they're going to remember three months down the line what you have told them today. Uh, and I have had even you're talking to top professionals saying, oh, we never discussed that. Mm. Um, and initially I thought they are just, you know, why are they being inappropriate? But then I read somewhere that do not assume people will remember any conversation, especially. And that really pointed me back, you know, possibly that would have been the best um, way of dealing with uh, people who especially deal with many people like me uh, for the sake of architects, planning consultants, et cetera, et cetera. So mm. yeah, that's, uh, uh, I have, uh, yeah, I have enjoyed the human side of that one. Uh, and you should make it, why would somebody do that? Because they're all lovely people. Why would people act yeah. like, that? and actually it's not them. It is the whole concept. And, and it used to frustrate me when I used to work in hotels, like why, why do you need to email me? Why are you asking for the email? Why can't you simply pick up the phone and ask me something sensitive, even if it's sensitive? But now I, now I value that everything, they just won't have a record. So things don't get missed out, which I don't know uh, if it's still right or not. But I learned that way and I've lost a decent sum uh, <laughs> uh, trusting people uh, yeah. and uh, believing they would recall everything what we are saying. Yeah. Mm. Um, well, it's what they do say to assume is to make an ass of you and me just going to say that now you're so wise you're so wise <laughs> i know i'm here all week guys i'm here all week but you know what that's a really funny statement because people go what do you mean ass you me and it's like oh no that's how it's spelled ass a-s-s-u-m-e like, like people kept saying that to me for years i'm like okay what, what, what does that even mean oh it's how it's spelled got it right cool yeah so just clarifying uh, listeners move on <laughs> <laughs> Right. Okay. So, um, speaking of moving on, um, I let's play a little bit, a little game. Show a little game. It's time for a little game. Let's do, do it. it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. So we're going to play episode um, roulette, and <clears throat> I am so prepared that here we go. So um, I am <laughs> scrolling through the previous episodes of Property Jam, and for those eventually. That haven't um, heard us before, and this is your first rodeo. Then um, what's going to happen is I'm going to scroll through all of the uh, previous episodes of Property Jam, and Vic or Shelley, um, all together, are going to say the word stop, and then whatever episode I land on um, is I'm going to ask them their opinion on that particular topic. So over to you guys. I am current. I am scrolling. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's that one, guys. Licensing. Oh, stop it. Now it's yeah. oh, episode eleven. It can't be. No. It was episode eleven. Property licensing. Oh, at which point God. we start scrolling again. Yeah, totally. Can we just? Well, do, have you got anything? You know, Vic, say something funny about licensing. Any, any funny licensing stories? Joe has funny licensing stories. I actually Joe, do. Joe has every every funny well, story. I've got something. Well, it's it's, it's annoying. Come funny. Um, Are we annoying from, and funny. Yeah, because. I was applying for the HMO license in Derby uh, in, in the Staines property, which I got it, which is all fine. 
and then I I thought the regulations are going to be the whole same in Derby property, but the, their system was completely all different in terms of the uh, space. A room space size they have a different minimum requirement than 6.5 oh and then when i was filling the application they just said what the hell are you doing that's all incorrect and i looked at him really <laughs> you are so <laughs> unlicensable right now <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah that, these were first ones first ones so we did get it right at the very i mean before we started to complete uh, the whole uh refer the, uh, yeah, because so this how, is pre reef. Oh, thank God for that. Yeah, yeah this is not, I normally do whenever I, I do a property, I end up, I, I like to fill all the information beforehand. So I know that every requirement has been met, then I tally with what go, is going in the property, rather than doing at the end, I do it uh, as I start the, at the beginning of the uh, conversion. So I'm not. And I asked, anything. did you learn that lesson because of a blunderbuster? Like, did you did you learn that lesson because you did it the wrong way first? and then you had to do it the right way? Or did you always do it that way? Uh, this, I thought of doing it myself, but I had a different blunderbuster, <laughs> uh, which really let me believe, do I not like believe to too much on what people tell you. So because of that, I started, uh, uh, yeah, I was told by something uh, in my uh, stay in uh, HMO, he was told you can simply create a new dwelling without planning permission. And I trusted him. <laughs> And I believed him. <laughs> it wasn't the same planning consultant. Yeah. Was it? In, in, in which country? <laughs> but by that time, we did not do. We haven't. We had not done our training uh, with the yeah. FF. Uh, in case uh, Jill says, like, how dare you do that? I never taught you. Uh, but that was, was a big. That was one of the biggest uh, blunder. Um, and it was difficult to bust as well, but we didn't manage to do that. And from that time, I, I learned people, people talk any nonsense. So, so just, to, just people talk. To, that should be the biggest lesson from today. People talk any nonsense. People yes. talk shit, basically. Yeah, people talk shit. People talk shit. <laughs> yeah. That's the um, I didn't want to use that word, but yes. But, but that, that's, that's why we've got you on Property Jam uh, today. So uh, thank you for being here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Thanks for talking um, shit. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm going to start scrolling again. And um, so when, but bear me a second. Yep, I'm gonna start scrolling again and then say stop whenever you're ready. We'll do another one. Stop. Okay. So episode 31. Dun, 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 dun. Pressure. What's this? Shally, pressure. 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 P-R-E-S-S-U-R-E, pressure. How do you cope with pressure? Write that down, Vic. <laughs> Write it down. How do you cope with pressure, Shelley? Sorry, what was that? How do you cope with pressure? When you're stressed and you've got pressure, how do you cope? Hmm. I just... Kill Tell Vic. Vic I just let it out, I think. I just let, release my emotions, whatever I'm feeling in, in, in form of journaling or just exercising or having a good old rant with somebody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got quite a good routine for like a miracle morning, don't you? Yeah, because I think it, it it's really kind of vital for me because otherwise I, I've come to a point where I can't operate properly if I'm not doing certain things. Mm -hmm. And it was so robust, at, you know, especially last year, because, you know, that's that's the one thing I really wanted to nail and I had all the time in the world. So, yeah, I, I do have a morning routine that kind of helps me cope with all the 
stuff that goes on with Pokti, goes on, you know, dealing with my baby or dealing with uh, even Rick. So, so I, especially poor, poor old Vic, he's getting a tough time with this podcast. I love that. What do you expect when you're sitting with your wife? Yeah. I'd, I'd love to um, dive into a bit more about how, you, how on earth you have a fixed morning routine with a, with a, a child. That's something that uh, I'd love to know the secret of. Well, um, well, I I start the. I mean, we normally get a four forty five every morning uh, on a um, on regular basis. So, I'm sorry, say, so, that, so, say, say that again. Say that again. We normally get a four forty five every. Sorry, four forty five. Yeah. There you right. go, Matt. There's a some. There's a simple uh, answer. You, you so, get up get at night. Okay. Shit. <laughs> you get up at night. There you go. Uh, two times, yes. Uh, so my job is to get up, make a cup of coffee, and then wake Shelly up. Coffee. You uh, need a vodka at that time in the morning. <laughs> Okay, before we go before we go further forward from 445, what time are you guys going to bed together at 445? Um nine-ish. Nine ish, ten-ish. Um, but it's very much down to Kian's mood at times, and he's uh, becoming more moody uh, uh, as, yeah. as he's growing up. But that's that's time we aim to go to bed nine-ish if we can, and but mostly we end up around ten. Ten-ish. Okay, yeah. so you're still getting a good six hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, so four forty-five, the alarm goes off. Fit goes downstairs, makes a coffee. By five o'clock, you've woken up, Shelley. Then what happens? Oh, so shall I give you? <clears throat> for, I mean, for for my routine, I I like to sit and uh, literally reflect for first forty-five minutes. That include gratitude, journaling, um, and uh, just uh, connecting, uh, and just in a piece, literally uh, connecting myself. Uh, with the universal source um, that's my and then I do and one hour of reading every day from uh, quarter to six until quarter to seven and okay. like a pers- personal development uh, spiritual mindset or a mixture of all a mindset and personal development the most um, so that's okay. something uh, I do um, but after that uh, um just starts to look into what what i have got for my for my for, for my day and that that's normally uh i have a that's how i start my day so that takes you to about quarter to seven yeah okay cool and then what's shally doing at this time you're exercising you aren't you shally well quarter to seven or quarter to five quarter to five yeah from quarter to five what, so, what happens so i have um I'll be honest there, sometimes it's quarter to five, sometimes it's not. But what I do make sure is that I follow the routine. So even if it's a little bit late, um, then I make sure uh, I'm journaling because it just helps me put down all my emotions, whatever's going on in my head. I just put it down and release it in form of uh, journaling. I read for about 30 minutes, could be personal development, it could be spiritual stuff. Um, anything that helps me or whichever book I'm reading. Um, and then um, I go work out for half an hour as well, because um, that is another thing which I just don't negotiate on. Um, so yeah, and um, another thing I do is visualization, look at my vision board, just to kind of connect with, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing and just kind of get in the zone where I'm ready for the day. And usually Kian wakes up at seven. So then by that point, I've done with my morning routine, I've done my workout and, and then I can look after him before I do anything else. 
Right. So that that was going to be my next question is, is, is what is, is Kian doing at this point? So basically you've made a routine so you can both get up and do your morning routines before Kian even stirs. Yeah. When we can. Uh, I mean, when we do. Uh, happens most of the time, but sometime um, again. Sometimes he wakes up early. Uh, sometimes sometime we, sometime we wake up late because but one thing uh, I, I have learned to not negotiate that uh, if I am not going to get up, I will plan a night before that I'm not going to be get up at that time. One thing I've learned never to snooze my phone. I've learned that uh, I never do. I never snooze my phone ever. For me, if I'm not going to getting up six o'clock in the, even up till seven o'clock in the morning, I will change my alarm to seven. So I am prepared. Uh, and I have realized that it, it definitely have a, a big impact on your confidence uh, when people, you start to self-sabotize that you do not trust your own decisions. And that's again, a lot to do with the mindset here. Uh, but that's something I've learned never to snooze uh, my uh, alarm. So night before I know what I'm getting up next day uh, and I change all the alarms um, accordingly. But when we do, then we do get up that uh, that time. Yeah. Uh, but Shelly is brave, I must say. Shelly is super brave because uh, Kian does get up during the night and she's the one who is mostly, well, always getting up actually, not mostly. Confession. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, that's a confession there. But she's still able to get up that uh, early in the morning. Uh, so Mums are good. So mums um, have a special power. So Well, yeah, I, I totally get that because... Um, it's a conversation that I had with Lara recently about, yeah, I would you know, happily do some stuff overnight. Um, I just never hear her to wake up. <laughs> I, apparently I could sleep through anything. So, um, yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that's... that old chestnut, I know. <laughs> that could yeah. be the title of, of the, um, of the episode. Never snooze. <laughs> never snooze. Yeah, snooze. Never snooze. snooze you lose snooze you, you lose something with me i, I i'm always up uh, I'm, I'm a very light sleeper so as soon as kion gets up i always get up it's just she's the one who end up taking care of him anyway so so it's like oh, over to you Shen. <laughs> amazing wow. um oh. yeah thank you for sharing those insights that's valuable mm. for me um now as i go and um try and persuade Lara to wake up at half past four. Um, let's go see, what, see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Maybe get her to listen to this episode first. Yes. <laughs> well, I've only, well I've, I've only really just started waking up earlier. Um, since the new year, um, I've introduced a few things to try and get myself more focused and on the right track. So um, no alcohol, no television. Um, and gradually I'm doing, I, I'm, I, I'm introducing a little bit more. So I'm now waking up at six instead of seven as I was um, up till like about a week ago. Um, and I'm waking up six, it's giving me an extra hour in the morning because I was just feeling more a bit overwhelmed, not being able to catch up. And basically like emails were just going out the window because you have meetings all day and you know your, your, your time that you set aside for, for um, you know, doing important tasks was getting chewed up by either emails or other uh, yeah, urgent stuff. So yeah, so that was one decision I made. It's like, well, I need to you know, um, start earlier not 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 four forty five. <laughs> yeah, slacking, man. I have learned uh, I'm able to do so much by nine o'clock yeah. before even people start. I actually I have done most of my important tasks by nine o'clock. 
literally in yeah. most of my days uh, yeah. all the people who will be like you know opening their laptops they will already have what i want them to do for the day and and most of the thing yet you feel but the end of the it's day is not enough so and i'm sure we we all feel that um yeah. but yeah uh, I, i really That's- adopted this uh, 12 week year approach um oh, yeah. i really adopted it since last year and that had a massive boost on my productivity yeah. so i But don't I take as a year i go have a goal for the year but i've broken it down very detailed quarterly and i'm only working quarterly then i'm only working on weekly i'm not even going beyond week i have to accomplish that week and do oh. what it takes for the week and then the next week and then the next week rather than thinking yeah. long term and we get we 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 slack and i've learned that to be working for us um, massively yeah. um so um that's similar to the lindsay hopkins model isn't it very much so yeah. Mm, yeah very much so that that's a similar approach as as we start to introduce for for our teams so yeah with those weekly goals you know what's your goal for the week what's your awareness for this week and then catch up you know how did it go blah 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 and then with with the quarterly retreats again setting the intention for the for the five year the two year the um, and and the, the one year and the quarter so it's uh yeah it's good awesome. yeah excellent well i think we're we're um going to start wrapping up today Does anyone have any final words of wisdom? No. Okay. So uh... <laughs> of peaks. <laughs> That's it. I'm just about to sign off and go to bed to get up at 4:45. <laughs> yeah, it's four o'clock. So yeah, a good 12 hours of sleep will do. It might not be enough, but we'll I'll, I'll deal with it. <laughs> Amazing. But yes, yeah, so thank you guys so much for being on and sharing all of your your insights, your irrelevant and uh, and non-relevant blunder busting. So uh, I think that's been fantastic. So I would say thank you very much and goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. It's a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Goodbye from me. They said goodbye. For me or from me? Sorry, from me. <laughs> Just, just, just you, Charlie. You're gonna say goodbye, or you're just gonna laugh? This is the she worst did. goodbye we've ever had. She did say goodbye. Did she? Oh, yeah, but, but, but Vic said goodbye before you know. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs>